the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Mary poured the very expensive bottle of perfume on Jesus' feet and anointed Jesus with this expensive perfume. And the disciples complained that she wasted this expensive perfume. And Jesus rebuked the disciples, saying, Leave her alone. She did this for my burial. And she did. Mary did this as an act of worship because she understood Jesus was going to die for the sins of the world on the cross. The disciples didn't understand that, but but Mary did. To them, to the disciples, it was just a big waste of money. Today, Pastor Dan will share an interesting passage from the Gospels that can teach us about worship. In this story, Mary came and poured expensive oil on the feet of Jesus. When she does this, the disciples of Jesus scolded her and asked her why she poured the oil on his feet. They said they could have sold the oil to benefit those in need. But what the disciples didn't know was that this was an act of worship for Mary. Our worship doesn't have to be singing or prayer. It can be anything we do for God. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 23 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. In verse 6, Abraham and these, these Hittite leaders, the local leaders, they now enter into a negotiation over, over a piece of property. They say to Abraham in verse 6, Hear us, my Lord, you are a mighty prince among us. Then they say, Bury your dead in the choicest of our burial places. None of us will withhold from you his burial place that you may bury you're, you're dead. Now, this negotiation that takes place here, it, it, was, um, it was very typical for a Middle Eastern negotiation. The sons of Heth, the Hittites, begin by offering to give Abraham any burial place he wants. This is very typical, even still today. So they, they begin by saying, you know, bury your dead in the choices of, of our burial places. You, you, you can have whatever burial place you want. You, you pick it and you can have it. Now, that's not what they really mean. This is just the thing. This is just their culture of how they negotiate uh, an, an agreement. They're, they're, they're showing kindness to Abraham by saying, you can, you can have any cave you want. You can have any burial ground you want. It's yours. But they don't really mean that. And Abraham knew they didn't really mean that he can have any burial place. It was just a cultural thing to start out with such a generous offer in this negotiation. It's very typical. Once uh, we were in Israel uh, with a tour group, and our group stopped at a gift shop. Uh, When we go to Israel, I don't really like spending much time shopping uh, because there's so many piles of rocks you can look at 
uh, and say, on this pile of rocks, you know, this happened, I'd much rather go look at a pile of rocks and go shopping. But I understand people want to do some shopping. So typically when we go to Israel, we will make one stop at one gift shop where people can do all of their shopping in that one place. And so that's what we did on this one particular trip. We stopped at this shop, and that was the one chance for our group to buy stuff and to buy souvenirs. And so, of course, our, they bought a lot of stuff. They spent a lot of money in this shop. And so the owner of the shop came up to me, and to express his gratitude for bringing our group into his shop, he said to me, I want you to pick out anything you want in my shop. And I want to give it to you as a gift. And he was insistent. Anything at all. Pick out anything you want in my shop. And it is my gift to you. Now there were some items in this shop that were tens of thousands of dollars. Right? And me, being a sinner, and an American in that order, I'm thinking... You don't tell me I can pick out anything in your shop. And I had a mind to just pick out like the most expensive thing and say, well, I'll take this. You know, you you said I can pick anything. This is what I'm picking. Right. But he wasn't serious. It was just a way of showing kindness and a way of showing gratitude to say you can have anything you want. I think we went we left with like a a little uh, olive wood decoration or something that was probably 10 bucks or something like that. But it was, just a, it was just an expression of kindness. It was just a gesture. And here with Abraham, it's just a polite gesture. They didn't really mean he can have any burial place he wants. This is just how they would negotiate. So then verse 7, Abraham stood up and he bowed himself to the people of the land, the sons of Heth, the Hittites, I want you to notice that Abraham showed humility and respect to them. He wasn't rude. He wasn't obnoxious. We should be humble and respectful in our dealings with people, especially with non-believers, and especially in business. You know, he didn't have like his, his, you know, he didn't put on his business face where he's like this mean jerk in a business negotiation. No, he was humble. He was respectful. He bows. And he spoke with them saying, If it is your wish that I bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and meet with Ephron, the son of Zohar for me. Verse nine, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he has, which is at the end of his field. Let him give it to me at at the full price. I'll pay full price for it as property for a burial place uh, among you. Abraham asked for a cave. There's this one particular cave. He knows it belongs to Ephron. He knows exactly where it is, the cave of of Machpelah. And he asked for this one cave for a family sepulcher. They would bury family members together in the ancient world. And it was common to bury the dead in, in caves. And Abraham, as I said, he was willing to pay full price for the cave. He doesn't want it as a as as a gift. He wants to buy the cave of Machpelah. The Machpelah, the word, means double cave. And so there's, there's actually two caves, two openings within inside this cave. Uh, today, Machpelah is the second most holy site to the Jewish people. And second only to the Temple Mount. And, and today, there is a large structure that was built by Herod the Great 
over the cave as a monument uh, over the cave. And today it's actually a mosque. Uh, The Muslims control it today. Uh, In the cave of Machpelah, as we're going to see as we move through the book of Genesis, uh, not only is Sarah buried in that cave, but so are Abraham, Isaac, Rebekah, Jacob, and Leah. They're all buried in the cave of Machpelah. It's sometimes referred to as the cave of the patriarchs and matriarchs of the Hebrew people. And wouldn't it be awesome to excavate the cave of Machpelah, right? And to have archaeologists go in there and find the bones of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Rebekah, and Leah. Wow, that'd be cool. Uh, in, in chapter 50, when we get there, we're, we're told that the body of Jacob was, uh, was embalmed or preserved by the Egyptians. It was mummified. And so the mummy of Jacob is in, in that cave. Uh, so, you know, if I ruled the world, we'd excavate Machpelah, uh, but it's never going to happen. So we'll just have to wait to see those people in heaven. So... Verse 10 says, now Ephron dwelt among the sons of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the presence of the sons of Heth, all who entered the gate of his city. We talked about the gates of cities before when we were talking earlier about Lot. This is, this is taking place in the gate of the city. The gate of the city is where the leaders of the city, the elders, uh, were stationed it's where all legal, legal matters were discussed and, and decided. Uh, so, that's, so Abraham goes to the gate of the city uh, to seek permission to buy this burial cave for his family. There's an audience there. It's out in the open. So anybody passing through that gate can, can listen to this conversation and the decision that's made. Verse 11. Ephron says, no, my Lord, hear me. I give you, notice what he says, I give you the field and the cave that is in it. I give it to you in the presence of the sons of my people. In front of all these people here, I'm publicly giving it to you. Go bury your dead. Notice here, you know, Abraham asked just for the cave. I just want the cave that's at the end of your field. That's all I want. It's just a cave to bury my my wife. And Ephron says, no, I'll I'll give you the field and the cave. I'll give it all to you. Now, why does he do this? Well, here's why he does that. Under Hittite law, you pay taxes on property. Just like today. Nothing's new under the sun. But according to their law, if you sold a piece of your property or gave away a piece of your property, you still pay taxes on all of it. Even the part that you sold. And so Ephron here says, I'm not going to just give you the cave. Because I'll have to pay taxes still. You can have the land and all of it. If you're going to take the cave, you've got to take the land because I don't want to pay the taxes on it, right? People that, you know, 2,600 years ago, however long, you know, 3,600 years ago, they wanted to get out of paying taxes too. So he said, you know what I'll do? I'll give you the field and the cave. You can have it all. And I don't have to pay taxes on it anymore. So just go bury your dead. And again, he's doing this in front of everybody. Then Abraham bowed himself down before the people of the land again. Again, he's showing respect. He's an outsider. He's a foreigner. Uh, He's he's being respectful to their customs here. 
And he spoke to Ephron and the hearing of the people of the land. Again, they're in the city gate, all the crowd that's there passing through. They can all hear what's, what's being said. And he said, if you will give it, please hear me. I will give you money for the field. I'll pay for it. I don't want you to give it to me as a gift. Take it from me and I will bury my dead there. Abraham wants to purchase this cave so that he owns it, so that it belongs to him for his family and for future generations in his family so that they can bury their dead there. He's not just asking for a handout here, but he wants to own that piece of property. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, he'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And Ephron answered Abraham, saying to him, My Lord, now watch what he says here. Listen to me. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. But what is that between you and me? So just go bury you're dead. Do you see how it, what he does here? And the way he answers. Abraham says, I, I want to I buy the land. And he says, hey, the, the land, it's worth 400 shekels of silver. But don't worry about it. You can just bury your dead. It's like he says, well, if, if I were to sell it to you, I probably would charge you 400 shekels of silver. Hint, hint. But I'm not, I'm not selling it to you. But if I did... This would probably be the price I would ask of you, 400 shekels of silver, but I'll just let you use it, just go bury your dead. Now, 400 shekels of silver is not really the price. Again, this is a cultural thing here. This is how they would negotiate this. This is like total Bible nerd stuff that we're getting into now. So bear with me if you don't like that. What they would do, and again, it's still part of the culture, uh, they, they would start out with an exorbitantly inflated price. And this is just how they negotiated. The seller would first say, I won't charge you anything. You can just have it. It's nothing between us. Just take it. Then the seller mentions a price that is just absurdly high. And then the buyer would name a price that's absurdly low. And then they would negotiate and arrive at a price. Now, how absurdly high is the price of 400 shekels of silver? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you some context. 2,600 years later, Jeremiah buys a field in Israel for 17 shekels of silver. That's 2,600 years later. And it's only 17 shekels of silver. Now, one commentary I read said this price that he quotes here, 400 shekels of silver, is at least... 10 to 20 times the actual price of the land. Again, he's not serious. He's not really expecting Abraham to pay 400 shekels of silver. They just start out at this ridiculously high price, 10 to 20 times what the land is actually worth. Now, to put that into today's terms, the average house of a price in Howard County right now is about $450,000. 
So imagine if someone were selling a house worth $450,000, but they asked $4.5 million for the house. Ain't no way they're selling that house. Nobody's going to pay that much money. That's crazy. Well, that's kind of like Ephron's price here. He's intentionally inflated it 10 times what the property is worth, 20 times what the property is worth. He expects Abraham to counteroffer, and then the negotiation begins, and they negotiate down the, the, the price. This is just how they did things. But instead, look what happens. Instead of counteroffering, Abraham breaks with the custom, and he just pays the 400 shekels of silver. It's like he pays the $4.5 million on this property. Look at verse 16. And Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out the silver for Ephron, which he had named in the hearing of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver currency of the merchants. Again, remember, this is taking place in the city gates in front of a bunch of witnesses. Uh, And I'm sure this was shocking to everyone that's there. I'm sure the people that are watching this transaction are saying, what is he doing? What's happening? Why didn't he counteroffer like he's supposed to? Does anybody, do you think we should say something to him? Does he not know? Now, why did Abraham pay the 400 shekels of silver and not negotiate the price? We don't know. We don't know. It doesn't tell us. You know, this does remind me, though, of this, uh, 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 the story in the Gospel of John where Mary poured the very expensive bottle of perfume on Jesus' feet and anointed Jesus with this expensive perfume. And the disciples complained that she wasted this expensive perfume. And Jesus rebuked the disciples, saying, leave her alone. She did this for my burial. And she did the, Mary did this as an act of worship because she understood Jesus was going to die for the sins of the world on the cross The disciples didn't understand that, but but Mary did. To them, to the disciples, it was just a big waste of money. But not to Mary. It was an act of worship. For Abraham here, he understood that God was going to give his descendants all of the land. The Hittites didn't know that. Abraham knew that. That all of that land would belong to his family one day. And so maybe Abraham thought, hey, all all this land's going to be mine one day. 400 shekels of silver, that's a bargain. You know, I don't know. So what he does here is he buys this family sepulcher in the land, the cave of Machpelah. And he buys it on faith. It's a family sepulcher. It's not just for his wife, Sarah, it's for his whole family for generations that will be buried in that cave. Now, this is kind of like when he planted the tamarisk trees for the future generations to enjoy the shade of those trees. He buys this burial cave on faith in the promised land. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. That burial cave of Machpelah, that field that he ends up buying This is the first and only piece of real estate that Abraham owned in the promised land. This this is the first foothold in the promised land. He's been living there for decades. But he doesn't own anything. God has promised to give him all the land. But he he doesn't own a square foot of it. Now he's able to buy 
a small field there, the field, the cave of Machpelah. And, and this is the first little foothold in the land, the first piece that fulfills the promise that God made. And that's why this story is recorded for us in chapter 23 to show us how Abraham first acquired land in Canaan. And as I said, this was the only piece of real estate Abraham ever owned in the land. And this little piece of land, it becomes significant in Israel's history. It's like the first, you know, the, the first little beachhead in the land. The first piece of property that, that God's people owned. The first piece of the fulfillment of it. Uh, when the 12 spies go in to spy out the land, they're in the land for 40 days. We're told they go to Hebron. They go there. When David becomes king, first seven years he's king, he rules from Hebron. And where David built his palace in Hebron, he built it on a high mountain overlooking the cave of Machpelah. Because that's the first piece of land that that these people owned, that the children of Israel possessed, that the descendants of Abraham possessed. That's why it's significant. So it goes on to tell us in verse 17. So the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave, which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field. Uh, we have uh, you know, receipts of sale of property from that time where they would list out how many trees are on the piece of property, any big features on the property, And so that's how it's listed here. The field, the cave, all the trees that were in the field that were within, all the surrounding borders, it was all deeded to Abraham. And for the first time now, Abraham owns a piece of the promise. It's all all been on faith up to now, just this promise of God and God's word. Now he's got a little piece of it. Now he's got a little piece of that promise fulfilled. To Abraham as a possession in the presence of the sons of Heth before all who went into the gate of the city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And so the field and the cave that is in it were deeded legally. It's his property now to Abraham by the sons of Heth as property For a burial place. You know, 400 years ago this month, the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, Massachusetts, seeking religious freedom, wanting to worship God freely and live according to the scriptures. And they established a small little colony there at at Plymouth. And they adopted something called the Mayflower Compact to govern the people. And and the Mayflower Compact became kind of the foundation in many ways to the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And there are some people who say that our nation was really founded at Plymouth by the pilgrims, that that's where it really all began. Machpelah is where Abraham gained ownership, possession, of the promises of God. Where he gained ownership and possession of a piece of the promised land. Now one, he knew one day 
One day, God was going to give all of it to his, his family as an inheritance. But Machpelah is the first piece of it. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Recognize the hands that craft and will I know because I know his voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. And knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you don't, you can hear that. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.